recording now. Cool. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure my fan wasn't, like, in the audio. But we're good. Right. Alright, we can start our claps. What's up, pals? Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 119.8, a final mix plus final chapter prologue episode of Super Nerd Pals. I'm your host, Andy Carasquillo. And I am Special Kingdom Hearts aficionado, Zach Lyons. Woo! And this uh, this episode is just going to be me and Zach. We're just going to touch base on E3 trailer, D23. It's Basically, just a Kingdom Hearts episode. Just a Kingdom Hearts episode. It's never just a Kingdom Hearts episode. <laughs> well, um, let's kick things into gear with uh, the E3 trailer. Yeah, so I don't think you guys really touched on it too much because there's so much to talk about with E3. What, what was your favorite part? I mean, it was the one that had a lot of extra footage from Olympus. So we've already seen a lot of Olympus, but it had some bits we've seen before. Like, well, that was that uh, was probably that was probably one of my favorite parts is that Olympus isn't just going to be the Colosseum in this game. I mean, oh, we've, yeah, we've gotten handheld games with a bigger Olympus worlds than we did like actual main title games. So yeah, well, I think I think so far Kingdom Hearts Two has given us the best Olympus world because it had both the. Uh, above ground like it had the calcium space from the first game even though the actual calcium was the underdome or the underdrome whatever but you had all the the underworld to explore as well and that was a lot more than we'd seen but aside from that it's just been rehashed and it's always used for the calcium and it's just well, kind of well i'm boring. also helping hoping that we see kind of like the world of olympus Colosseum from uh, birth by sleep where it's a little more open and it's like sure actual like Olympus coloring and not basically hell. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, what about it, you? It, sorry. What What was your favorite part about that trailer? Uh, probably the cutscenes because it was really, really awesome to see people like Maleficent and Pete and Hades, especially. I think Hades' animation is really, really awesome. Seeing it for the first time on the PS4, that's not a remaster. It's actually built for the PS4. It looks so good. Yeah. So smooth, so detailed. Like, the characters with, uh, like, all those intricate outfits and stuff, like Pete, you know, you can see the stitching on his outfit, and that's crazy, crazy amount of detail. And then plus seeing Ansem and Semnus at the end, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's confusing as Kingdom Hearts always is, but just as hyping. I mean, of course, by the end of the game, we'll understand what's going oh, yeah, on yeah. and what's happening. There's a, there's a, um, one of many interviews that Tetsuya Nomura has done recently where he said that he plans for Kingdom Hearts 3 to give conclusions to all of the main characters. So, like, hopefully everyone's main story should be tied up. Well, yeah, um... I know this wasn't said recently, this was said a while ago by Tetsuya Nomura... And he said that by the by the end of Kingdom Hearts three, doesn't mean that the series will end. It'll just oh, be yeah. the end of the chapter for these specific characters. 
Well, not even that. It's the Dark Seeker Saga and Ansem Seeker of Darkness. Yeah, oh, that's so, that's... so we'll actually get more Sora shit. Yeah, so I, I mean, Tetsuya has also said that uh, Sora will always be the main character of Kingdom Hearts, even past the saga. So, I don't know. It's interesting because, you know, that maybe after this, all the Zayn or Zemnis stuff will be done and there will be some other antagonist. I, don't know, I mean, but... at this point, we um, we never really got like I understand that they were just games that were like to hold us over to three, but we still never got like a full explanation or like seeing Sora be able to fight floods and like um, those kind of enemies and like I I just kind of want to see like maybe some of the newer enemies show up in here too. Yeah. Not just like um, heartless and nobodies. I like to see a little of everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, do you mean like the Unverse and the stuff like that? Yeah, the Unverse. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, Flood is the only one that I remembered, actually. What's the Flood? I don't remember the Flood. It's like an, it's the most common, like, Unverse. Oh, okay, so it's like the Shadow. Kind of like the Shadow. The dusk. I gotcha, yeah. okay. I see. I guess uh, because I've only played Birth by Sleep twice, once on the PSP when it first came out and once, like, last year. Um... But I didn't really remember that that's what they were called. But yeah, yeah, no, that would be interesting. I'm, I think I'm really looking forward to though him, you know, in 0 0.2 when Aqua's fighting the, uh, like the swarms of Heartless. Yeah. Like, I'm really excited to do that with Sora. And Well, that's another interesting thing. We haven't really seen, like, swarm fights as much, like... We've seen it in the first Yeah, the the, like, the reveal trailer, yeah. Um, but that was about it. I wonder if they're going to do like different swarms like instead of just swarms of shadows, maybe like swarms of different types of enemies. That would be pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, it would. Or like have them not necessarily all of them be swarms, but like maybe there's like the shadow tornado and then there's soldiers that like link up into a bigger soldier, I don't know, something. Well, kind of like a guard armor type thing going on. Yeah, except made up of other Heartless instead of just pieces. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Right? Have like a large body in the middle and a couple soldiers as the legs and... I don't know. <laughs> like Voltron. <laughs> or Power Rangers. It would be cool to just also more... have something for like all of the... um Those enemies that like cast spells. So like the one that cures, the one that mm, casts Thunder, mm, yep. Fire, Blizzard. Yep. And then have the like wizard the, as, like, the controller of them all. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Have, like, instead of... Because, you know, they're they're going to have classic enemies and they're going to have new Heartless as well. So, like, instead of having a wizard, have something like the wizard that can spawn... Did you ever play Diablo 2? I have. Yeah, so you know how there's, like, the, the little guys uh, and then there's the shamans? Yeah. And the shamans can spawn new little guys? Yeah. Have that. Have, like, a wizard that can spawn more Heartless. And once you take him out, there are no more spawned. But if you let him go, then they'll just keep coming. That sounds like, um, a good way to grind. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, this, this trailer got me a little more hyped. But, of course, everyone was hyped and waiting for the D23 trailer. Yeah, well, I mean, it was it was such a weird month because at the end of the uh, E3 orchestra trailer, it was like, oh, tune in at D23 for the next trailer where we reveal a new world. 
And then throughout the month, there were multiple interviews of Nomura, and he was like, oh, you know, people are going to get really excited for this trailer. And then closer to it, it's like a week out from the trailer, and he's like, oh, uh, you know, I think journalists have blown it up, and people should just temper their expectations, you know, and it's going to be a normal trailer. <laughs> like, what are you even doing, Nomura? You're just so confusing. I... You say be excited, then you say, oh, be normal excited, not excited excited. I feel like... Okay, so before we go into uh, the actual trailer, I feel like mm -hmm. Nomura was originally trying to hype it up and then realized that he was only showing off a little bit of one world. And yeah. he was like, maybe what I told people to expect would get them pissed off. Uh, maybe. However, with this trailer, with the world re reveal alone, I was so excited. So, let's get into that D23 trailer. Yeah, man. So, of course, it started off with a bit more of Olympus, and people were like, uh, great, more Olympus. Just show us the new world. <laughs> and then Toy Story. And then we got Woody, and then the entire Toy Story cast. And then we got Toy Story Sora. We got Toy Sora. I I'm still mildly disappointed that he's not a Play Arts Kai. Because I think that would be so meta and so fun. That would have been amazing. That, like, my one of the biggest reasons I wanted to have a Toy Story world was so that Sora could be a Play Arts Kai and Donald and Goofy could be, like, old school Donald and Goofy toys. Like, actual previously marketed toys. But, I mean, this makes sense, too, because now they can have Toy Sora, Toy Donald, and Toy Goofy as new figures to sell. So That's very true. I mean, they've already announced all three of those as toys coming out, so... I mean... It's fair. It it was... It's literally called Toy Sora. If we didn't get a toy of it, I'd be upset. Oh, yeah, totally. But, um... I think the most impressive thing to me about this world is how the animation of the Toy Story characters looks on par with, if not better than, the Toy Story 1 graphics. I haven't seen many people comparing it to 2 or 3, but... Toy Story 1, which is like 20 years old or 22 years old or something. It's insane to finally have those graphics in a game. I agree. I feel like with the world size alone, and we were showed very little of this world. Mm. The world size alone was ridiculous. We saw three areas. You think about Olympus, and we've seen a few areas. We've seen the city of Thebes, and we've seen like the cloud, like Olympus, you know, and... I imagine, I have to imagine, even though they haven't showed it, they'll still have the Coliseum accessible in some capacity. And so there's like three, maybe four areas of Olympus we've seen. But uh, so far we've seen three areas in Toy Story. So it makes me wonder how many big explorable areas there will be. Of course we're going to get Andy's room, we're going to get outside of Andy's house, and the Toy Store. Yep. But as far as that, like, I don't know what else could be like an area. Yeah, well, I know they they said that it's supposed to take place in canonically in between Toy Story two and three, so it's after two. Oh, and Tatsuya Nomura confirmed that this game, this world of the game, is canon to the Toy Story storyline. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of funny. I know there have been uh, rumors and speculation saying that oh, because Bo Peep gets or you know goes away, quote unquote between 2 and 3, so maybe there'll be some explanation as to where she went. But I'm pretty sure that was explained in Toy Story 3. She was sold at a garage sale. But you never know. I mean, there's, like, 
10 to 15 years in between Toy Story 2 and 3. So there's a big gap of time where things could happen there. Oh, yeah. So My big question is, who's going to be the boss of this world? I mean, probably Zerg. That's I don't what, know. I guess that's tough to say. That's that's the first conclusion I jumped to, but thinking about that. That's what I want, yeah. I mean, you're in a toy store, right? So it looks like the progression is going to be Andy's room outside toy store. And Nomura's also said that the toy store is where the bulk of the story is going to happen. So it's like the toy store isn't just that area they showed. The toy store is going to have several floors to it. Mm. And uh, each floor is going to have a different aesthetic, a different feel to it. So... There's got to be a lot that happens there at Galaxy Toys. I mean, I feel I feel like it would be Zerg. Um, it could also... He's got to show up in some form. Oh, yeah, Zerg definitely I mean, has to show they, up. They had the whole buzz coming to terms with the fact that he's a toy in Toy Story 1. And then in 2, they had the, um, the minor, like Woody's Pals. That's where Jesse and Bullseye come in. But I think Zerg was a bad guy in that as well. Yeah, like Zerg, Zerg was, finally made his appearance yeah. in two. So I mean, maybe because this is happening after two, they won't retread that. But you'd be hard pressed to be in a toy store and not have some sort of interaction with Zerg. I reckon. I mean, for all we know, it could be like a guy in the toy store, or I don't know. Hmm. Or in the orchestra trailer, they showed Zemnis and Ansem, and then in this one, they showed off Young Master Zaynort from Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. And I must say, he looks beautiful in this game. As they all do. Oh, of course. Like you said, being able to see these characters for the first time on this engine. Yeah. It's just, like, breathtaking and unbelievable. So, I mean, even, even like, seeing them in the remasters, they just look like scaled-up models from the handhelds and from the PS2 era. But, like, it's not even going from PS2 to PS3. It's going from PS2 to PS4. And that's... Like, the the difference is staggering and amazing. I agree. I agree. I was going to say, I was doing a lot of scrutinizing of the trailer, and uh, when they're in Andy's room and the uh, the army man is like, uh, oh, you know, we spotted at Galaxy Toys, we'd go to the toy store, and it shows the bulletin board on the wall. I was looking at all the stuff on that, and there's, like, lots of notes, like, oh, there's a drawing of Buzz and a drawing of Woody and a soccer match on this day. And there are a couple things that I'm like, hmm, I wonder if these are clues. Uh, like, there's a movie stub that has the date August 12th on it. And, uh, one of, like, all the toys on the, on the Galaxy Toys advertisement paper have standard prices, like, 90, they end in 99 cents or 50 cents or something like that. They're all pretty standard pricing. Except there's one of the toys that costs $20.18. So it's 2018. And then, of course, at the end of the trailer, it says, releasing in 2018. So I'm like, the movie stub says August 12th. It's coming out in 2018. I could see August. So that's kind of the date I'm running with. <laughs> that's that's some crazy-ass... Uh, <laughs> Investigative work. Like Sherlock Holmes-type shit. Hey, you know, I like doing breakdowns of the trailers. I mean, it's my favorite series. What can I say? <laughs> I don't. I'm not against it at all, mm. but... Um, I haven't even been able to, like, rewatch that trailer more than five times and, like, decide to break it down yet. Yeah, no, I've, I've done that quite a bit. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I, I initially, like, started rewatching the trailer to do that, and then mm -hmm. I just got so caught up in, like, oh my god, this is actually happening. <laughs> yeah, man, no, I hear you. 
like I said, Toy Story is one of the two worlds I wanted the most to come to Kingdom Hearts 3, so I'm I'm pretty happy. Even if the other one doesn't come, I'm still going to be stoked, so. I mean, the fact that there were, like, there were 3D models for Buzz and Woody in Kingdom Hearts 1, was it? No, it was either 2 or Birth by Sleep, but I can't no, remember. No, it was definitely I think it was two. 2. It was definitely 2. Birth by Sleep was the one that was going to have the Jungle Book. That's yes. what it was. That's what it is. Yeah, so... So, yeah, there were, there were going to be summons in 2, and then got scrapped for this reason or that reason. Are there any new worlds that you would like to see in this game? Or any worlds that you want to revisit? I think, in terms of Disney worlds, I'm okay with not going back to any of them. Unless it's, like, a new area. It's like Hercules, right? We've seen the Hercules world in so many games, and I'm like... When it first said that we were, or was confirmed that we were going back to Olympus, I'm like, oh my god, are you kidding me? This Kingdom Hearts 3, we've waited so long for it. I don't want to go back to Hercules. I don't want to go back to Aladdin. I don't want to go back to, you know, any of those ones that we've gone to five times now. But they've sold me enough with Olympus because it's going to be so much bigger and more exciting and more open. And, I mean, that appeal can go towards any of them. Like, you could go back to Agrabah and have so much more open space, and it would probably be great. But I still just don't want to go back to many of those worlds. I'd much rather take the opportunity to see new places, because there's so many Disney movies. And since we know they're not limited to just animated, you know, they've done Tron Legacy and Pirates of the Caribbean, so there's heaps and heaps and heaps of movies that they can still include. So I think they shouldn't, quote-unquote, waste a new world on, or another world on, one that we've already been to. I'm sure we'll probably have one or two more, but I'd rather have new worlds. Alright, um, I have one world that I would really, really like to revisit. Shoot. I feel like they should do Neverland. Yeah. And the reason I say Neverland is because the most we got was the ship and the clock tower. Oh, no, we went there in Birth by Sleep as well. I mean, yeah, in Birth by Sleep. We got to explore more of Neverland there. It wasn't, it wasn't as much as I expected expected yeah. it was like three or four new areas but i would like to see like a, a a really nice like built neverland yeah that's fair i i think neverland especially with the flying and stuff has a lot of potential for a more open feeling world so i, yeah. I could appreciate that i'd probably be a bit let down just again because we've seen it in several games but but i, I think it's got more potential in somewhere like agrabah i know a lot of people that want Agrabah to come back. Oh my god. Like to do, because they did the first movie and they did the second movie and people want Prince of Thieves, the third one, with Aladdin's dad, and that would be interesting. But I just don't care enough. Yeah, me so neither. I, I'm going to say this, Aladdin is one of my favorite mm-hmm. Disney movies and I do not want Agrabah yeah. back. See, my favorite animated Disney movie is Robin Hood. And I think that would be really cool because I think... Oh, Robin Hood would be really cool. Sora would be all about robbing the rich to feed the poor and whatnot. Like, he'd... You know how interested he was in becoming a pirate with Jack Sparrow. You know, he'd totally be down for doing some of that uh, anti-hero type of stuff with Robin Hood. Um, I feel like Riku would pop up in that world and be like, what are you doing, (laughs) Sora? Why are you stealing from this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Like, just not even plot relevant. Mm. He's just coming in to talk shit. Like, what are you doing, Sora? Yeah, Totally. Go back to your marker mastery. <laughs> Slap on the wrist. But um, that's just one I'd like to see because it's my favorite Disney movie. But I think in terms of gameplay and uniqueness, the world I want most now that Toy Story's in is Enchanted. Have you watched it? Oh, 
No, I haven't. So uh, I don't know how much you know about it, but the main premise is it starts off as like a typical cliched, tropey, Disney animated cartoon with like the true love's kiss and the princess in the woods who talks to animals and the prince who comes along randomly and they've never met and they fall in love. And then uh, they're about to get married and the the Wicked Witch character uh, opens a portal basically and sends the princess through the portal and she wakes up in real life New York City. And she has to get used to not being in a fairy tale and learning what New York City is and who these people are that she's meeting and why everybody's so mean because, you know, it's the real world. And it's it's kind of campy and it's kind of fun. And, like, when she starts singing a song, the guy that she meets is like, okay, no, 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 we're not going to sing. You look like a crazy person. So it, like, takes a lot of jazz <laughs> at classic Disney, and it's really fun in that regard. But I think it would be really, really awesome if Kingdom Hearts went there because Sora, Donald, and Goofy could come to the fictional world of Andalasia, and they'd be in the cartoon world, and they could maybe cartoonify them up, or they could just look like themselves. Doesn't matter. But then when... Princess Giselle gets pushed out, uh, pushed down the well and through the portal. They could jump after and follow her to, you know, help her out, save her. They'd come through in New York, and Sora would look like an actual person. Like, they've done realistic-type graphics in Tron Legacy and Pirates, but only for the characters specific to those worlds. But they could yeah. make Sora look like an actual person. And, oh, one of the things in the movie is that her squirrel friend, who she talks to, like, her best friend is a squirrel. And he talks, because it's a cartoon. When he goes in through the portal, he comes out the other end, and he's a squirrel, and he can't talk. He just chirps like a squirrel does. And he's like, oh my god, I can't talk uh, to him. So have so, Donald and Goofy there. So is that what we'll get Donald and Donald Goofy? Donald and Goofy would be an actual duck and an actual dog that only quack and woof. And I think this would be an amazing world, because that's the potential. <laughs> that sounds hysterical. I, I think it would be really fun. And it would be such a unique take. That would be really... That's a really cool and plus, idea. Then having New York as your open world, or your open area, there's a lot that you could do there with the flow motion or whatever. And, oh, man, I just... I think it would be so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really awesome idea. I am fully on board I, with that. I recommend if you have a chance to check out Enchanted. Because, like I said, it's a bit campy, but it's, it's fun, and it takes a lot of jabs at Disney. I'm, I'm, I might try to check it out this week once I'm off. Definitely. So that's Toy Story and Enchanted were my top two most wanted worlds, and we've got Toy Story, so like I said, I'll be happy either way. Yeah, Toy Story was definitely one of my, um, one of my mm. big worlds. Um, as for another world, I feel like we should get a Studio Ghibli uh, That'd movie. be interesting. I wouldn't even think about those. Any of them. They're all done by Disney. I guess, yeah, they're, they're gone through Disney. In the, are they through Disney in Japan, too, or just in the States? Um, Maybe just in the States. I honestly have no idea. I totally forgot that they went through Disney. That would be interesting. I'm really glad I, I'll say that you didn't say Marvel or Star Wars. Oh, my God, no. I'm, I'm firmly in camp no Marvel or Star Wars. Obviously giving exception to Big Hero 6 because that's like a Disney movie now. Yeah. Yeah, Big Hero 6 makes sense. Because it's um, a Disney movie. It's not like Disney owns 
Marvel and Star Wars, thus they're under the umbrella, thus they are considered possible. It's more like they actually made a Disney movie of that. Like, if they made a Disney The Avengers, as opposed to Marvel's The Avengers, produced by Disney, then that's different. But, like, having the MCU world or Star Wars world, there's so much, there's too much there. Like, there's so many, there's all of space and time, basically, in either one of them. There's so many planets, so many species, so many realms that you could visit in either one of those that it would be impossible to narrow it down. A lot of people want Star Wars and a lot of people want Marvel in it, but whatever you have, there would be too many people that are upset that their favorite area didn't get included. And I mean, Kingdom Hearts is already Star Warsy enough. Like, people say, I want a lightsaber keyblade. Come on. You don't need a lightsaber keyblade. I feel like that would be as redundant as uh, Kylo Ren's <laughs> three yeah, lightsaber, yeah. as cool as it looks. But, like, you know how there were those memes of, like, Kylo Ren yeah. with, like, yeah, a yeah. thousand like different a Swiss Army. sabers? That would be Swiss Sora's. Army lightsaber, Swiss Army Keyblade. <laughs> See, you want a lightsaber Keyblade, go to Tron's World. There you go. Boom. <laughs> Basically. Um, so it doesn't look like... It looks like it's only done through Disney in okay. U.S., but I feel like they'd still be able to get that right somehow. Yeah, it'd be interesting to go through something like uh, Kiki's Delivery Service or Spirited Away. Spirited. Yeah, or Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, that's, uh, I actually haven't seen any of those three that we've just mentioned. But um, I feel like <laughs> just knowing what I know of Spirited Away, that with like the, the darkness and stuff and the shadows and the creatures, that would probably fit aesthetically. Again, I'm not an expert on Ghibli. Oh yeah, so. Spirited Away would definitely um, would definitely fit in a Kingdom Hearts world. They've always. But I feel like that's something that's very different that no one has ever thought of. Like mm. these, um, one of these movie worlds, which would be fucking awesome. That would awesome. be pretty cool. Or maybe do like a whole, like a Ghibli world, and every every room is based on a different. Oh, that'd movie. be cool. Hmm. Make it like a Ghibli storybook or something, kind of like Pooh's storybook. Yeah, like Winnie and the every, Pooh. And every that section is a new short sweet. story based on a different movie or something. Oh man, I sold myself on that. <laughs> I mean, they've done <laughs> the Pooh storybook in Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, right? So, I mean, they need something else. There you go. And, like, it could be the minigame world. I don't know what minigames you do in the true. Ghibli worlds, but <laughs> be interesting. Stick it outside the box, and I like yeah. it. Hell yeah, and we, as we've said, there's a 2018 release date. We got um, no like solid yeah. date. However, I'll take a time frame over. Yeah, for sure. Like eh, maybe around 2020. Yeah, that's we'll just see. it. Because of all the news that's come out of like Square Enix saying, "Oh, Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy or uh, and Kingdom Hearts III might not come out until 2019 or 2020 because of like their fiscal reports or whatever saying." One major release a year, two major releases a year, and his our three year plan or whatever. So everyone was like, "Oh, they're not coming out till 2020," and I'm like, "Guys, that's not what they're saying. It could come out in 2020, but it's any time between now and then." So yeah. I'm really glad that they said 2018, just because it narrows it down. Even if it's delayed, it'll probably be first half 2019. But I, that's I very have, true. A lot more confidence in Kingdom Hearts 3 coming out in uh, 2018 than I had in Final Fantasy 15 any time they announced a release. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I'd, I'm just 
excited that we got a realistic time yeah, frame and not a just. So, um, you want to go on to your review? Sure. So I, um, I recently was, uh, I went through you guys and got a review copy of, uh, Alexa Ray Koya's, I think that's pronouncing your name right, Kingdom Hearts 2 book she wrote. Uh, I'm just gonna, sorry, bring up the company who's doing it, because they're doing a lot of video game books, but I can't, oh, Boss Fight Books, that's what it is. So they've got books for, like, Chrono Trigger, or Kingdom Hearts 2, or uh, Castlevania. They've got lots of different books by lots of different people. That's basically analyses of those games. You know, people looking at the story, looking at the characters, what it all means, how it ties together, how it impacted them, or the gaming community, etc. Um, I haven't ever read anything from uh, Boss Fight Books until this, but because Kingdom Hearts, I was interested. And I follow Alexa on Twitter as well, and she's a good follow. So, basically, uh, she she talks about and how Kingdom Hearts affected her, how she came to be such a big fan of the series. And uh, she delves into the finer points of Kingdom Hearts 2 specifically. She, she touches on a lot of the games, but that's the main one, because that's the focus of the book, is Kingdom Hearts 2. And it's, it's an interesting read, because even though I've played... Kingdom Hearts 2 probably more than any of the other games in the series. She still had a lot of really good insight on things that had happened in it that I hadn't even thought of before. Like, she's obviously looked at things from different angles that I have. And it's been a couple weeks since I've wrapped it up, so I can't remember a specific one off the top of my head. But it's worth the read because of her insight and her experiences. Uh, she talks about how it brought together her and her brothers who were all five years apart, and they were at such different points in their lives when the game, when the first game came out, and they all took turns playing it together, and it brought them together as siblings, and like they all still adore the series to this day, and they're all so close because of Kingdom Hearts, and that's a really, that's really yeah, it's awesome. a really nice personal uh, anecdote. It's more than an anecdote; it's like half a chapter is about this, and it's really cool to read, you know, to see someone whose life has been so deeply impacted by it like you think about games just being a fun escape and for a lot of people it is but it's it's always nice to read those stories you know from where it's just gone that little it's meant that little bit more to somebody personally so it, it talks about the characters it talks about Sora and Riku and how Sora is like the main character but he's a constant he's always so selflessly good he's so pure you know anytime there's any type of conflict he's there happy to solve it as best he can if he can't solve it, he'll find someone who can solve it. Whereas Riku, you know, as a secondary character, kind of starts off as a friend and rival, and then he's the bad guy, and then he's the good guy, and then he's in the darkness, and he's in the light. Riku's, like, in her eyes, the main character, because he's the one who changes. He's the one who grows and learns and is always unsure. And it's, it's again, it's insightful. It's looking at things differently than I would have, because I've always really enjoyed Sora. He's been my favorite character, because he's so fun and lighthearted and happy-go-lucky, and yeah, let's go get him. And that's why a lot of people like Sora. But it's it's just, I don't know. It's the way she approached the different characters and the different topics. I've really enjoyed. And, I don't know, I just, I want to play the games all again just after reading it because of the things she mentioned. I want to play it again from her, you know, perspective or with her insight. So I think if you haven't ever played a Kingdom Hearts game, it would be good because she goes into such detail about it 
you know, about, like, this, the first six hours of Roxas. She talks about how a lot of people didn't play after that. But it's worth it because there's a payoff later, and the payoff is really good. Um, and she talks about the Battle of Light and Dark and why King Mickey is fit to be king and lots of other cool stuff. Um, it's not a long read. It's only $5. Uh, you can get it physically or digitally on a Kindle or other e-reader. It's 144 pages, and I would recommend it. I, I don't know if we're going to do a rating, but I would give it 4.5 Keyblades out of 5 Keyblades. Nice. Uh, it definitely sounds like something uh, I should check out myself. Yeah, I think if you if you're not um, a, if you've never played Kingdom Hearts, it'd be a good place to kind of get some knowledge on it. And if you have, if you're a fan, then like I said, I've been a huge fan of it since day one, and it gave me more to think about. But like you said, you like you only really see it through your own eyes, and then you talk about it with your friends. But that perspective, I've never, ever come to that conclusion with a friend that, like, Riku's actually the mm. main character, and, like, it's actually yeah. really cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah, you think about it, he's the one that, like I said, he embraces the darkness, and then he comes away from it unsure if he did the right thing, and then he takes on the look of Ansem because he's so enveloped in darkness, but then... Power of friendship, he becomes Riku again, and he's the one that gets the mark of mastery, and he's the one who's always doubting himself and pushing himself to be better. Whereas Sora's just like, I'm gonna get stronger, and I'm gonna be a hero. The end. So it doesn't mean doesn't mean either one is a better or worse character than the other. It just, like I said, it's insightful. It's a good look at the depth of Riku and of how other characters are intertwined and their importance in the story. I liked it. I thought it was a really good read. Thank you for your review on this, hey. Zach. I'm definitely gonna definitely gonna check it out and we'll post a link to the Yeah, yeah. I guess the, the Kindle purchase yeah, well, in I'll, our description. We'll, we'll put a link to the, the books uh page on bossfightbooks.com. And then from oh, there yeah. you can check out any of the other books as well. Yeah, yeah let, sure. let me see. Do you know what other I've books I've just pulled up done? the list. There's Earthbound. In this set, they're going to do multiple sets. In this set, there's 12. Earthbound, Chrono Trigger, ZZT, Galaga, Jagged Alliance 2, Super Mario Bros. 2, Bible Adventures, Baldur's Gate 2, Metal Gear Solid, Shadow of the Colossus, Spelunky, World of Warcraft. Okay, so that was the original set. Now there's uh, five more, including Super Mario Bros. 3, Mega Man 3, Soft and Cuddly, Kingdom Hearts 2, and Katamari Damacy. So I really want to check out that Galaga one. I really too. want. Uh, there's a few that I want to get now. That's Katamari <laughs> Damacy, uh, Shadow of the Colossus, and uh, Chrono Trigger, and Earthbound. Uh, yeah, but I feel like with Galaga, how, <laughs> how in depth can you go? That's a like, fair point. I have to know how in depth you can go to. That's Galaga. a fair point. Yep. <laughs> I bet we'd be surprised. But it's a good range of games. It's like oh, old games, new sure. games, MMOs, RPGs, arcade shooters. Stealth games. So there's, there's a good... There's only 17 books, but it still covers a wide range of genres. And they, they do a bunch of like gaming books like this? Those are the two sets. There are two sets like out right now. The 12 set. books and the five more. I think they're planning to do more. But um, the last set they funded through Kickstarter, and it was funded 900% of their goal. So, <laughs> there's oh, obviously interest, and there'll be more to come, I'm sure. That's bossfightbooks.com. Like I said, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Well, thank you for your review, of course. And thanks to them for letting us review it. But yeah, that's, that's basically the end of this yeah. episode. Uh, where, can they, where can people get a hold of 
us slash you if they want to comment on Kingdom Hearts? Oh, well, first and foremost, you can always get us on our group, facebook.com slash group slash supernerdpals. You can get us on our Twitter at supernerdpals, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr. We're, we're all over. Just give us a Google. Um, if they want to get to me personally, you can find me on Twitter at SweetJustice1. And what about you, Zach? I am on Twitter at Zachary P. Lyons, Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y-P-L-Y-O-N-S. Like a Final Fantasy character. Yeah, that's right. If you guys want to email us about, like, any thoughts or, like, if you want to share any, any of your Kingdom Hearts worlds that you'd like to see... You can email us at pals at supernerdpals.com. Or how uh, Kingdom Hearts or other games have meant a lot to you. Yeah. Give us your story on, like, what what game makes you as passionate to you as Kingdom Hearts makes me and Zach as passionate to it. Yeah, definitely. Love to hear those personal stories. Oh, yeah. Personal stories on video games are the greatest. Mm. But, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate, uh, I'm really enjoying talking about Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) I like having the outlet for it, so thanks for letting me come on to do this. No problem. Thanks for coming on. And as everybody knows, I don't think we have to state this, but the next time there's a Kingdom Hearts update, there will be another episode of Super Nerd (laughs) Pals Point Eight Final Mix Plus Final Chapter Prologue. Perfect. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Bye. See ya. Later.